Today on the No City on the Sideline Dab podcast, episode number 47. What does gratitude, happiness, innovation have in common? I answer those questions next with my guest, Mike Ferry from happinessinnovation.com and also the author of the book, Teaching Happiness Innovation. Next on the podcast, let's do this. Welcome to the No Sitting on the Sideline Dad Podcast, a podcast about a journey of discovery and conversations about not sitting on the sideline of life. Let's get involved. Here's host Joe Foley. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, my name is Joe. I'm a dad, a parent, a crazy biz doll just like you. And I really want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for putting the earbuds in, put the headphones on, or listening to your way to work. It really means a lot. And this is your first time? Welcome. So you spending time to choose to listen to this podcast means you want to listen. Listen about improving yourself, about being a dad, a mom, and a, and a better person. There'll be topics about what we go through, being a better parent, being a better dad, being a better mom, or just an overall better person. This will be a weekly podcast dedicated to the sense of community. What I, I'm trying to get at is the sense of community is um, I want to talk to you. I really do. I like connecting with people, so especially when you realize, you know, from around the world, because the podcast is a great medium to meet many of you, or you listen to me now, because you can be listening to me in like India, or you can listen to me in England, or for some reason in California, I have a really, really good audience over there. And so, hi, California. I really do appreciate it. United States, California, United States, yes. You know, it's a sense of community. What I want to do is I want to have a conversation with you. Feel free to reach out. You know, leave a comment in the podcast and the podcast show notes. Leave a comment in, in Apple Podcasts, leave a rating review, you know, because I want to hear from you. We're all going through things, you know. I love being a dad. I really do. Sometimes it can be tiring. Don't get me wrong. I understand. But I'm not an expert. I'm on a journey just like you trying to take one day at a time in this crazy world. Next up, my conversation with Mike Ferry from happinessinnovation.com and the author of the book, Teaching Happiness Innovation. Mike is also a husband, a dad of five kids, and a middle school teacher. Mike understands a little bit of gratitude and innovation. Mike shares some great insights on the science of happiness in I really like discussion about gratitude. Something that seems to resonate a lot in my conversation with people is about gratitude. So Mike shares his insights on the science of happiness. Next. Welcome to the podcast, Mike. Uh, well, thank you so much, Joe. Glad to be here. Being a father of, of five kids and, you know, so recording this and I kind of like, a, you know, a little intro question, like a little question. What is, what, how do you celebrate Halloween? What is like, how was being creative and innovating, innovative and happiness? How do you help celebrate Halloween with your kids? Well, uh, Halloween is probably one of the top three, maybe one of the top two holidays that we have as a family. Our kids always just love looking forward to it. And our uh, our second to youngest child is uh, currently in second grade. Uh, our boy, our youngest boy, loves to decorate in particular uh, throughout the year, but especially around Halloween, he'll he'll get get out the spiders and the spider webs and all the Halloween books and things. Um, but yeah, I mean, Halloween is just so special. And especially now that my, uh, my oldest is in high school 
and my other kids are getting older, I'm starting to feel a little nostalgic because my older kid is probably not going to be trick treating this year. So I'm already starting to miss, uh, you know, some of these fun aspects of the, of that holiday, but it's, it, it's just so cool to, uh, to, to dress up and go out and have a good time. And of course, load up your bag with thousands of pounds of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I know I, I count my son. He's four now. I count like one for daddy, one for you, one for daddy. All right. Three, for, one for you, three for daddy. And I'm like, uh-huh. Cause I'm like, Hey, I got to walk around there. I got to get my candy too. <laughs> well, it's a, it, I'd have to say one of the most enjoyable parts of the night is when we finally come home and all the kids dump their bags in the middle of the, uh, of the kitchen on the floor and they start, uh, you know, just trading and figuring out what I want and what I don't want. So it's a, usually there's just a massive mound of candy and, uh, it, it, I don't do the one for you, one for daddy trick, but I will find the mounds <laughs> later and uh, I, I, I will raid them from time to time. I have to admit it, but uh, no, it's a, it, it, Halloween is just so cool. You can learn a lot of skills though. When you have like, you know, your four, you know, your siblings and you can put the candy in the middle of the room and you learn some, a lot of skills about trading and, and all that kind of stuff. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. You get some economics lessons, a little supply and demand and uh, <laughs> scarcity. Yeah, for sure. All right, Mike. Well, let's talk a little bit about yourself. What do you what what's, what you do? And well, uh, in, in addition to my five kids, I'm a longtime middle school history teacher. And uh, a few years ago, I went to an education conference in San Francisco. And while I was there, I learned about the science of happiness, and it really changed my life as a teacher and a dad. And, and that experience led me to write my book, Teaching Happiness and Innovation. And it also got me on, on track to do the coaching work that I do with teens and parents. And that's to help teens and preteens and also parents uh, have stronger relationships in the family and uh, to form habits that lead to success in school and beyond. Um, and it, this really is important work, uh, you know, the, the concept of teaching happiness, because uh, stress levels are at an all-time high for kids and for parents. So if you can learn how to teach happiness at home and make these happiness habits uh, a part of your routines, it'll be great for your kids, but also uh, also exactly what we need as parents. How how can you how 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 can a mom and a dad teach kids like happiness? And I mean, because we're under a, a tremendous stress being parents, because. And the kids are too in school. Like we're always going, going this way, that way, this way. And, uh, you know, commutes and all that stuff. I mean, what is some ideas and tips that you could probably teach, um, help parents teach kids happiness? Sure. Well, you're so right. We're stretched in a million different directions. Uh, I mean, as you can imagine with five kids, even if each kid only has one activity, of course, our youngest is an infant, but that's, that's four different activities. So my family is just always on the go. And it's, it's hard. The modern world for all the technology that we have, we really should be making life easier on ourselves. But it's, uh, instead, we go in the other direction. We make it harder. But uh, what, what the science of happiness tells us is that certain habits and behaviors contribute to our emotional well-being. So as a parent, if you can identify these, uh, these habits and practice them, uh, even if it's only five minutes here or there, 
then that repetition over time will make a big impact. And uh, my first recommendation to parents who want to teach happiness is to start with gratitude. Uh, the gratitude is, uh, is really simple. It's free. It doesn't require a prescription. And the more often we practice gratitude, the easier it will become. Um, so it, when you're in the minivan or in the car or whatever, uh, on the way to soccer practice or school or wherever you have to go, you could just take a minute or two and say, hey, what, what are some things we have to be grateful for? And uh, in, in addition to forming these habits of happiness, it's also a good opportunity to bond with your kids. Mm -hmm. and, and you get a window into the things that they think are really important, and that can lead to some cool conversations. Um, that another idea for gratitude is to start a gratitude wall. Oh, what's that? Uh, in what your is, house. What is that about? Like a gratitude wall. Well, how can that, how, how would somebody go doing that? That's interesting. Well, it's, it's really easy. All you need is uh, a little stack of post-it notes and you just write down something you're grateful for, or maybe you draw a picture and every day or every few days and find a, find a place in your house, maybe in your kitchen, somewhere where you spend a lot of time and just stick it up on the wall or get a poster board and stick them on the poster board on the wall. And the thing is, uh, you know, typically we tend to focus on the things that are not going well. Uh, we, we all love to complain <laughs> and there are a million things that are, that are going wrong in our lives and in the world. But if we can build this gratitude wall, then gradually we see, wow, there really are a lot of great things happening that, we just forget about and it, it's that repetition that makes it stick both for parents and for kids. Do you think sometimes we just forget? I mean, we are like, I guess negative, negative and we're always trying to fix what's wrong with us and or wrong with our kids. Do you think we get into fallen bad habits? I mean, yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. Well, it, it, the more we focus on negativity, the more negative we're going to feel. And, um, but one of the most uplifting aspects of this science of happiness is that, uh, through positive thinking and through focusing on the things that we can improve, we improve our overall well-being. We uh, we improve our health because the happier you are, the healthier you are. And uh, you know, instead of looking at what's wrong in our lives, if we look at today as an opportunity to do something right and build on that day after day, we're going to see a big impact. Um, well, that's interesting. And um but also, too, gratitude, I mean, other ways, I mean, I've heard people do it at dinner time too, like a gratitude at dinner time and stuff like that. I mean, I'm really, really like that wall. That was interesting. Yeah. Well, I, again, the thing about gratitude is that it's, it's easy. It's free. You know, you can do it whenever, mm -hmm. um, as an individual parent, um, you know, in your office, your cubicle, wherever you happen to, to be for your profession, you could put up a gratitude wall there. Uh, you could have one going at home with your kids. You could have a gratitude journal that you keep maybe, uh, next to your bed and right before you go to bed at night, try to jot down three things you're grateful for, uh, in the car around the dinner table. Uh, once you get started, if you if you really make gratitude a priority, then there's there's no end to uh, to the ways that you can be grateful. 
I was interesting. Uh, you mentioned about coaching, coaching parents and teens for a happier life. Have any like any stories or anything you could share about that? I was interested. Uh, well, yeah. So I was um, I, I was talking with with a parent a little while back, and um, it actually her her reaction was uh, I mean she was sort of becoming overwhelmed uh, emotionally, saying you know thank you so much for this lesson of gratitude in particular that you've uh, been working on with, uh, with my daughter. And it's really changed our conversations at the dinner table in other places. And not only is it what's in the best interest of the kids, but that whole process brings parents and kids together. And, you know, those of us who are parents often uh, we're experiencing a lot of stress and we're not as happy as we used to be. And, it's actually completely normal. Um, you know, the, the whole concept of the midlife crisis is a real thing. And uh, I was reading some studies about it over the last few years. And we, typically, early in life, we tend to start out pretty happy. You know, we don't have a lot of things going wrong. We don't have too many responsibilities. Our brain chemicals uh, are at a level that naturally keep us happy. But over time, those brain chemicals like uh, like dopamine and serotonin uh, tend to go on the wane. And by the time we get into our 30s and 40s and 50s, we're just not as happy as we used to be. And um, at actually age 46, on average, is the lowest point of human happiness for, uh, for human beings. So if, if you're a parent and you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, not only are you dealing with the stress of parenting and career and balancing everything we have to do, but you're also just from a brain chemical standpoint, you're not going to be as happy as you used to be. So if you can start practicing these habits that naturally get your brain back to where you want it to be, that's a way to make the midlife crisis go away as well. You always see the people who are more positive, more have more confidence, and then, and they also they uh, share that with their kids also, too. It seems like it rubs off of what well, they are confident and happy. You can see reflect on their kids are the same way. Oh, for sure. For sure. Well, it's uh, it, it's a snowball. And yet negativity can snowball, but positivity can snowball, too. And it, it affects the kids in your life. Um, but it also affects your coworkers, your friends, your family members. So, yeah, Absolutely. It's interesting. You was talking about you know young age and, and until like forty six, the dopamine and the um, what was the other one? Dopamine and uh, no, the serotonin. Serotonin, yes. And I know I have, my son's four, and he's happy. He's jumping around, and you know, and like ah oh, man, I don't want him to lose that. Yeah, yeah. And I, as, as as dads, we feel that because <laughs> the the world. It, of course, in many ways, the world is an incredibly beautiful place, and we're really lucky to be alive at this period in human history. But you know, if you just watch the news for one hour, it's uh, it's just really depressing out there. And we want to do everything we can to you know, maybe not put our kids in a cocoon, but we want to shield them from uh, from all the stress and the and the horror of the big bad world out there. Um. But you know, so there are those external pressures that will hit a kid as uh, as he or she is growing up, 
but then it, it, as we enter adolescence, that's the time when uh, the brain chemicals like dopamine start to slow down. That process continues all the way through our middle age years. By starting early, by starting it with, uh, with a four-year-old or any other age child, if we can start practicing gratitude and the other habits of happiness, then by the time they reach those teenage years, they'll have a, a stronger emotional immune system, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so the things that are going to come at them, and we know they're coming um, from school and from elsewhere, but uh, our kids can, can form a more resilient way of being, and uh, they won't be bothered as much. Um, I know it's been a transition. Um, I bought your book. I, I know what happiness. We've been talking about happiness, but what is the innovation part of it? What is that part? Sure, sure. Well, you know, a few years ago when I was introduced to the science of happiness, uh, I was thinking a lot about the, the nature of education, the, the purpose of school, why we're subjecting kids to torture <laughs> you know, for, uh, for all these years. And, and it dawned on me that it's, it's important, probably more important now than it's ever been in the history of the world, to help our kids form innovative mindsets. Because uh, if you look where we're going, the, the rate of change of technology is just astounding. You think about, uh, you know, we just celebrated the 10th anniversary of the iPhone. Oh, that's and in the last 10 years, how much life has changed on our planet. Uh, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. And there's a prediction from Oxford University that within the next 20 years, 47% of all existing jobs might be automated. Oh, wow. That is, um, that's, that's scary too. <laughs> it, it's really scary. So it's, uh, I mean, basically half of all jobs that exist might be performed by robots someday. Mm-hmm. So as our kids are going through school, in many ways, the school system uh, has been built up to prepare for a, a life that is not going to be there. So it, it's imperative as parents and in our schools that we help cultivate creativity and critical thinking. And uh, we, we help our kids think about ways they could become entrepreneurs because down the road, they may have to invent their own jobs. Um, and more and more, we're going to have to think about new ways to, to, to structure societies as well. I mean, if we're in a situation where there are lots of people who'd love to have jobs, but there just aren't many jobs to go around, it's that, that raises a lot of questions. It's interesting. You see a lot of jobs going away. Um, I mean, what else you can think of? A lot of the stores closing. A lot of the people working there are losing their jobs. Um, I know manufacturing. A lot of because a lot of them have gone to automation, and um, you could see it coming. You could see it definitely coming. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I live in the state of Virginia. I've got family in New York, and this summer we drove up uh, and spent some time in New York. And once we entered the state of New York, I don't think we saw a single toll booth at collector. Uh, it, it's all easy pass. Or if, if you don't have easy pass, you just drive through and picture 
they they send you something in the mail. Um, but yeah, that's just that, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Um, about a month ago, for the first time, I saw a uh, a self powered uh, lawnmower. Oh wow! Um, you know, if you just imagine a push mower without the uh, without the handle, so it's just the base mower. And it was mowing itself, mowing the lawn by itself. And it's, it was really smart. When it got up against a tree, it stopped, backed up, turned around, went the other direction. So uh, it, it, automation is coming. We can't fight it. Um, and I, I don't think we want to fight it because it's going to lead to many new opportunities. But th- there are going to be lots of people who are struggling because jobs that we've been training ourselves for and jobs that we've been performing for decades are vanishing and that trend will continue. I always, you always see on TV how this one kid at 14 started a business and um, he's very successful in making, you know, making more money than his parents. And it's always interesting to see those kids. I don't know if there'll be an example how to teach kids entrepreneurship and innovation. Well, um, my kids, my older kids are really into fishing. And uh, they spent a lot of time watching fishing videos on YouTube. Uh, you know, I mean, YouTube, by the way, I mean, <laughs> for, for, for someone who grew up in the 90s, um, you know, YouTube was just amazing. You can learn anything. You can, you can learn how to do you know, complicated surgeries on YouTube. You can learn how to change your oil, you know, whatever. And uh, if, if, if you're into fishing or golf or any other kind of habit, I mean, YouTube is just an amazing resource. So they're exploring ways to maybe create their own fishing channel on YouTube. And, um, you know, they're exploring um, you know, maybe how to get sponsorships by different uh, different fishing companies. So I, I think you just what you do is you you try to have conversations with your kids that say, uh, you know, what? What is an asset? What's the difference between an asset and a liability? Mm-hmm. And basically, basically, an asset is anything that might potentially generate an income, mm-hmm. and a liability is something that you know you're spending money on. It's never going to lead anywhere. It might be fun, but it's probably never ever going to make money. So you just try to introduce your kids to the concept of looking for assets and okay, what think about demand, think about what people like, what people don't like. So that there's an empathy piece mm-hmm. that's involved, um, you know, critical thinking. It's not just memorizing a bunch of you know, random names and dates and things, but actually thinking step by step, how one thing leads to another and imagining new opportunities. It, it, it's a process. It's you can't just snap your fingers and make it happen overnight, but it's something that can happen for sure. Um, another thing I just tried, I was on your website and I'm, I'm just curious. There was a company called 20 day happy family challenge. Um, how would, how would somebody go about do that? How to start that in their family? That's, it sounds, um, it'd be interesting to start. Oh, sure. Sure. Well, thank you. Um, well, so if you go to my website, uh, it's happinessandinnovation.com. And there's a link up there on the top for Happy Family. And it's a, it's a 21-day uh, little court, mini course. Um, and each day I've given you an idea of a happiness habit to work on, like gratitude, kindness, 
creativity. I've got some others up there too. And yeah, just day by day, work on these things with your family and, and see what happens. I think it's certainly, it, it won't make the situation worse. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just you know, playful, you know, lighthearted ways to inject a little bit more fun and, um, and happiness into your home life. It's, it's, I mean, it's important. I mean, being the all parent, you, 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 the kids want your attention. So it's good to be, you know, be involved. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, there's studies showing that, uh, especially dads, I mean, as fathers, we are really important in the lives of kids. And if dads are involved in their children's lives, then there are uh, just so many benefits, um, you know, their, their memory is better, their focus, self-discipline. So that, that's going to help their grades at school. It's going to help their uh, personal relationships with friends and, and, uh, and family members, eventually coworkers. So having dads involved in the, li- the lines of, lives of kids, not on the sidelines, right? Yeah, no, off no. the sidelines, on the field, um, then it, it, it makes a big, a very big difference. What else um, also too? What offer coaching stuff that you offer for your services? What is on your website? Uh, so if you go to happinessandinnovation.com, once again, uh, you can click on courses, and that's a little description of uh, of the work I do. Um, with teens, I have uh, a course called Success Training for Teens, and that's a twelve week coaching program where I help kids improve their communication skills like listening or resolving conflicts, engaging in dialogue, etc. cetera. Uh, and then also we work on developing personal strengths like commitment and perseverance, self-confidence, self-discipline. And we also will work on uh, ideas for mindfulness training. So ways to, to um, improve your emotional well-being through stress reduction, and uh, also I, I weave in a lot of uh, a lot of these happiness habits, like gratitude, for example. Mm-hmm. And the, the idea is over over a period of time, uh, a teen or a preteen will improve their emotional immune system. So if there's teasing or bullying going on, or if their parents are divorced, or if they they moved or school has gotten a lot harder, then you're going to be more resilient. It's going to be easier to get through those tough times that we know kids are going to face. Mm-hmm. And, and then in addition to that, it's about building up their strengths so that in school and in their professions and their relationships down the road, they, um, they're just better prepared to have more success. All right. Well, um, Wrapping up, I guess, final thoughts. Any final thoughts for moms and dads out there that you can think of? Well, you know, as parents, things can get really overwhelming. Um, You know, sleep deprivation (laughs) and uh, managing schedules and just trying to stay on top of things. And I I think the biggest takeaway that I would share with parents is if you want your kids to be happy in the long run, and if you think about it, that's the holy grail of parenting, right? That's, that's, really, that's really what we want. Uh, we want our kids to, 
to survive all the perils of growing up and go on to have a, a happy life. Um, and it is possible. And we can start early and the process will make ourselves happier as adults as well. And it, it all boils down to this concept from Aristotle. And uh, one of my favorite quotes of all time is, we are what we repeatedly do. And the, the habits that we practice as parents and the habits that we help our kids practice will get them on track for the lives we want for them. So basically, lead by example, it sounds like what you're saying. Sure, sure. But yeah, without a doubt, it, it helps us. It helps our kids. Um, and where they can find you, anything, contact information? Sure. Well, uh, I'm on Twitter. Uh, if you want to find me there, it's Mike Ferry 7 the number 7, Mike Ferry 7 um, Also, you can, you can like my Facebook page. There's a link from my website. Once again, that's happinessandinnovation.com. And uh, if you sign up for my mailing list on my website, then you can download a free chapter from my book, Teaching Happiness and Innovation. And uh, I'll also keep you in the loop uh, to, to share more ideas on how to have a happier family. I mentioned while I was looking at your website too. Is there a podcast or right now or? Uh, yeah, yeah, there is. Um, it's so if you go to my go to my website, click on podcast, you can hear a number of episodes that I've recorded. Uh, it's just me. It's the Teaching Happiness Innovation Podcast, and just sharing more ideas with parents on how to transform their uh, their home lives to be happier and and more creative places. Well, thank you, Mike, for being on the podcast today. All the links that we talked about will be in the show notes. I really do appreciate being on today. Oh, well, Joe, I had a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me. I want to say thank you for joining me on the No City on the Satellite Dad podcast. And I want to say thanks to Mike Ferrer for being on the podcast. You can find more about Mike over at happinessandinnovation.com. And also links in the show notes over at nocityonthesideline.com slash four seven. Please comment on the podcast. See all the comments help improve the podcast. Because you know what? I can't approve. I can't approve something I don't know. I can't measure by by your opinion or what do you think about the show? Also, if you have a second, I mean, head over to your like if you're on Spotify or if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating review. Let me know you're out there. You can find more about me or my social media or email links at nocityonthesideline.com slash contact. Also, please sign up for the newsletter. Keep you up to date what's going on. Well, you know, um, the science of happiness, you know, trying to be happy and sometimes in this fast paced world can be hard. You know, it's take time to listen to your children. Take time to visit your family. Take time to give them hugs and tell them much you love them. You know what? Time's short. Thank you for listening. Take care. God bless. See ya. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please subscribe to the newsletter to receive updates of the show and helpful and useful tips. This has been a production of Foley 42 Media.